Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM1071. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Well, happy stinking Monday. We got a big week ahead of us. Uh, a couple of uh, major uh, thingies uh, going down, both of them political, deeply political. We have the first GOP debate kicking off in, is it uh, Michigan, right? Did I get that right? No, uh, I just went blank on it. Where the hell it is? I don't even care about the damn debate, and I just went blank on the town. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I think it's well, Milwaukee. It, Milwaukee, that's what I knew it was an M word. Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, you got the letter right. <laughs> All right, so it kicks <laughs> off in Milwaukee on Fox Freaking News. Martha McCallum and Brett Baer, who's a useless stooge at this point, are going to moderate. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I'm uh, just making my thoughts here at the beginning, and then we'll take your thoughts. 210-599-5555, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, remember the beer. Awful beer, by the way. And the big question is, well, it's not really a question anymore. Is Donald Trump going to be there? He tweeted or posted on Truth Social, his truth thing, yesterday that he's not going to be there. He's apparently going to drop, or Tucker's going to drop, an interview they did together which I first heard about on Friday. And in my mind, the Tucker interview is kind of like, well played, sir. You know, he's not going to – he he doesn't need to be at the debate. It's slumming it for him. He Numerically, he's, you know, light years ahead of everybody else that's going to be on that stage. DeSantis is on the down a downslide. He's, he's, his numbers are sucking. Ramaswamy's doing all right. But still, there's nobody who's even coming close to Donald Trump, no matter what category you look at. We just saw – Trey and I just saw a, a Fox News poll. I think it was a, out of a local Milwaukee paper uh, talking to evangelicals. And you know, even with evangelicals, there's no competition at all. Trump is way... I mean, th- that's kind of an interesting poll because what you're hearing more and more from the folks who will be on that stage is that MAGA is fringe. You know, uh, DeSantis was on this trip now. His... His support base are a bunch of rudderless vessels. Sounds a little Hillary Clinton-esque from uh, 2016 when she called us all deplorables. So DeSantis is, they're all trying to minimize the people who support or marginalize and minimize the people who support Donald Trump. Now, on on the idea that he's not a true conservative, right? But my God, his numbers with most of the groups that would normally go to a tried-and-true conservative aren't their evangelicals. So I don't know why he would participate in the debate. Uh, plus, you know what? They, they knew he wasn't going to participate in the debate because of one of the ways, one of the qualifiers for even being in the freaking debate is something they already knew he wouldn't do. Okay, you got to have enough donors, right? You got to track, I don't know, I think the third thing is, or second thing is you got to track a certain, you know, you got to have enough support base. You got to track numerically. You got to have, I think, over 4,000 donors or something like that, uh, 40 or four, I don't know. And then you have to sign the freaking pledge to participate in Wednesday night. You're not hearing a lot about this anymore, but to participate in the debate on Wednesday night. One of the qualifiers is you have to sign a freaking pledge saying you will support whatever the nominee ends up being or whomever the nominee ends up being, and they knew that Trump wasn't going to do that. Which tells me they didn't want Trump to be at the debate. The Trump is going to the debate is going to be about Trump. That's all they're going to talk about one way or the other, and he ain't doing it. Now, I'm sure the pledge is not the only reason he's not doing it. He is savvy enough to know, and he's a, he's a showbiz guy. He's savvy enough to know, first off, he doesn't like Fox News anymore. He feels betrayed by Fox News. He's not, he's not going to give them the numbers that they would receive if he were in the debate. And, you know, uh, I think he was kind of set up to begin with because they made a qualifier uh, something that he wouldn't do. He is not going to sign any damn pledge saying he would support a nominee, and he doesn't even know who he stated before. I don't know who the nominee is going to be. Why would I say I support someone that I don't know who it's going to be? 
So I, I think it's kind of a uh, you know a bait and switch here to a certain extent because they're all going to make fun of him and mock him and call him weak and a fraidy cat for not going to the debate. Ramaswamy is the only one playing it smart. Ramaswamy, who in May uh, was essentially calling Donald Trump a coward for if he doesn't show up, well, over the weekend, he May flit, May 5th, he was talking that smack. I fully expect to see Donald Trump in that debate stage. It is, it is my expectation Trump will be there because, as I've known him, he's not a man that I know of to be afraid. He's not somebody who's made a habit of himself to be a coward. He then went on to say, again, this was May 5th, that, uh, you know, uh, if he doesn't show up, then it's obvious he's not the man he was in 2016. Well, he ain't saying that no more. Now he's saying it doesn't matter to me one way or the other. I'm there to introduce myself to the American people. Now, his people, this is Ramaswamy's people, are saying, well, that's not really a change. Well, yeah, it sort of is. But it might be a smart change-up. Uh, because Ramaswamy, maybe he doesn't become president, but he sure as hell wants to be sitting at the table. So he goes benign on whether or not Trump is going to be there. Which, you know, again, is probably a good thing to do. To do because everybody else is going in the opposite direction. Yeah, uh, DeSantis. Yeah, we're rudderless, rudderless vessels. He tried to marginalize Trump supporters as being cult-like, and it's a cult of personality, which, again, was the very same trip that Hillary Clinton went on, and arguably it tanked her entire campaign because she basically called half the people in the country deplorables, a basket full of deplorables. So... Uh, one way or the other, Wednesday night is going to be a bit of a clown dance. Uh, Brett Bear is going to be a total stooge, I predict. Martha McCallum will be Martha McCallum. And the only person who will be ans- you know, asking really decent questions probably will be Martha. Now, as far as Trump, the only thing that would be kind of cool is if at the very last freaking moment... When everybody expects him not to show, and they prepared themselves for a non-show from Trump, and he shows up and just kind of walks out on stage. Frankly, that would be badass. I don't believe it's going to happen. We'll see. I could be totally wrong. Then we have the other uh, big old event of the week, which is what? Uh, Well, Donald Trump and 18 other dudes are supposed to present themselves by noon on Friday uh, for their processing in the Georgia court. The, 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 indictment, the, the indictment's out of Georgia. You have to show up and get processed. You need a mugshot. Got to put on the jammies. And uh, so wh- how that's going to play out, who knows, man? That's the thing about where we are in this particular moment of history. Who freaking knows? So uh, buckle your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Uh, this week, one way or the other, uh, Trey's right. Thursday morning is going to suck for us because we got <laughs> we have to sit and watch this damn thing uh, out of Milwaukee uh, on Wednesday night. But you know, honestly, you can call me up and tell me what you think. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I we we talked about this last week, where there are very obvious examples. Uh, where in a debate uh, somebody had a bad moment that destroyed their campaign or had a great moment that amped up their campaign, but they're few and far between. I can honestly tell you a debate of any kind has never changed my mind about a vote. Uh, by the time the the Trump started making the rounds in 2016, on the 2015 and 2016, on the uh, on the debate schedule with uh, the other folks running against him in the primaries, I had already been he'd already sold me. I was al- already a Trump guy. So I, I don't know. It's it's going to be weird. It's it's going to be intense. And frankly, I think at the end of the day, and and I'm ju- I'm going to say it. I've said it before. This is my opinion. They may just have to kill him. I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying I'm sorry, but my cynicism is so freaking deep right now and so intense that I wouldn't put anything past these people. They don't want him to be president again. Now, Trey and I, one more thing, then I'll take a break. Trey and I were talking about one of the things that you'll hear probably more and more is that, no, we want him to run. 
Biden can easily best Trump in a general election. That's the rhetoric you're hearing out of the left. No, we, 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 we hope the others drop out, so it has to be Trump. I call bull crapola. Because you know what? If they were so confident that Donald Trump could beat Joe Biden in the general election, why would they be piling up these indictments on Donald Trump? Why would any of this stuff be happening in regards to Donald Trump and his, and his legal issues? Okay, doesn't exactly uh, display confidence on my, on my part or, or to me. So anything goes. We'll see. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 107, minutes after 9. I'm Sean. The other thing that we're hearing more about is this new sub-variant of COVID. Uh, it is called BA-286. And it uh, emerged, uh, they're calling it the Omicron lineage that emerged in November of 2021. But over the past few days, uh, we've seen cases in the U.S., the U.K., Israel, and three cases in Denmark. I'm reading a a Reuters uh, uh, story where they quote Dr. Wesley Long, medical director of diagnostic microbiology at Houston Methodist Hospital. And he's saying it uh, stems from a, quote, earlier branch of the coronavirus, BA-286, we, factually, we are seeing a slight increase in COVID numbers. Uh, Trey was talking about how we're hearing more and more hubbub, if you will, about having to lock down again and putting the masks back on. And that's a whole other topic. But I have to bring up something, an aspect of this story that I was completely unaware of until I drove in this morning and heard it for, my, for myself. They, are, they have given the new variant of coronavirus a name. Yes, its number name is BA-286, but they are calling it Eris. E-R-I-S. Eris was the Greek goddess of discord. I am aware of this because I've heard about Eris, the, the Greek goddess of discord, my entire freaking life because my mother's first name was Eris. <laughs> and my it my god rest her soul but my mom was obstinate until the day she died she my mom was so stubborn and yes she could push your buttons my mom dudes was a handful uh you know she when she dug her heels in she was a freaking immovable object okay so buckle your seat belts iris is coming for you man I was telling James, Christian, I was telling James, you know, uh, when I first walked in, I met him out there, and I'm like, that's my mom's name. Oh, this thing is going to be bad. And you know what? She's passed now, but she's still coming for me. She's still coming for me, man. The mama strain. The mama strain. Iris is going to rock your world, man. Hazmat suits for everybody, baby. Sean's paranoid. I'm just saying, man, they named a pandemic after my mom. Uh, my mom, <laughs> she could rock your world. I mean, she was, she, when she was in a mood, ooh, man. My dad told me, as far back as I can remember, my father knew a little Greek. He knew more Latin, but he, he would actually say to me every now and again, you know, your mom is named after the Greek goddess of discord. <laughs> and he kind of laugh it off. But it's true. Do you think this whole thing is on purpose? I, I'm just saying if God has a sense of humor, then, you know, my mother's spirit lives on yep. in a new variant of COVID that now bears her name. <laughs> and uh, it might be a little obstinate <laughs> to get rid of. You might need nine or ten masks. What are the chances of that? It's just so weird, dude. It's my mom's name. And, uh, and yeah, when I heard Trey talking about that, I think the, 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 what they're saying, because there's you, you look up the definitions, but Trey was saying the goddess of, Greek goddess of uh, strife, uh, which is, you look up a definition of, of uh, the goddess Eris, and we always pronounced it Eris. Uh, I don't know what the actual pronunciation is. This was a Norwegian farmer uh, dialect. 
of Eris. It might be Eris, Eris, I don't know. But yeah, you look up any any definition of that goddess, and she was the goddess of discord and strife. She was always upsetting things. <laughs> Guys, it's my mom. The okay, shoe's starting mom. to fit, isn't it? It's my mom. She's not she's not done with me yet. She's here to haunt you. <laughs> she's coming for me, man. She's coming for me. So anyway. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Alex, how you doing? Right, Mom. Hey. Okay, I'm on my way to Victoria, so if I, if I lose you, it's not me hanging out. All right. Anyway, we'll blame so Victoria. <laughs> fall, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, Mr. Discord. Okay. I am all about peace and love, man. I am just one happy vibration all the time now, man. I'm cool, man. I ain't creating no Discord. All right. <laughs> uh, Discord. So, back to our original subject of the stupidity of the American people. Mm. Yes. They are that stupid. Yes, they will mask back up. Well, they will shut down. They will cower in abject fear when their government orders them to. Right. All except for Texas. Well, most of Texas. Houston and Dallas and Austin don't count. <laughs> right, right. I, you know, right. I'm out of time. I'm gonna, I'll tell you what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to riff on this a little longer. So I'll bring the – I'm going to re- come back to this when we get back after the news with Christian Blood because uh, I – if we are going into it again, uh, well, I got a couple of different thoughts I want to share with you guys. But yeah, I, 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 a fair amount of people will, and I don't know about you, but I'm seeing people wearing masks more and more now at the HEB, and that's what I base everything oh, yeah. on. What happens at the HEB? So <laughs> we used to be a nation of of actual citizens. Now most of them are subjects, and they don't even know it. Subject. Yep, I agree. I got to run. Alex, I got to run, man. I'm up against the clock. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Make your smart speaker smarter. Stream us. Okay, getting smarter now. This is Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi, it's 939. Happy stinking Monday to you. Now, let's just stay on the COVID trip here for a, a few more minutes, just to, so I can get my thoughts out here about this thing. Now, now we, we've all, I, I mean, Trey and I both, individually and together in the Wear and Rima show, have been saying for quite a while, baby, once we get around election time, once we get hot and heavy into the primary season, how much you want to bet we see an uptick in coronavirus? How about we see some more COVID uh, cases popping up around that time? Because you know what? Uh, as far as a, a method to use or, or a, you know, a crisis to utilize to cheat a major election, they, they pulled it off. They, they successfully used COVID to cheat the last election, in my opinion. I mean, you had judges rewriting state law concerning elections, left and right. Well, mostly left. (laughs) Well, actually, mostly in the right states where you you didn't want all those pesky Donald Trump votes. But you had election law, which is supposed to be an act of a legislature. You had uh, state election laws being rewritten on a daily basis uh, in the height of the COVID crisis because you can't go vote. You'll get the COVIDs. And it worked. No, we in our in our memory, we have never been through something like a pandemic of this nature. People were freaked out, you know, and people did what they were told. They 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 took the bait. I, I did too. You know, I mean, I I didn't like it, but I you know, I mean, I I, I at that time I I hadn't gotten sick, but I had a immune compromised uh, daughter that I had to be concerned with I had and my elderly mom when she came to live with us we we had to deal with her so there's a lot of stuff that you know uh, beset my life and my mind during covid and they I believe they used it to successfully cheat a presidential election it's my opinion but <laughs> wasn't that long ago and I remember every step of that journey so yeah sure why not have another round of covid right around uh, a major American election. Why not? It, wor- it worked the last time. Let's give it another shot. Now, it, I, I don't. So I don't know. And my cynicism since COVID is I don't know what to believe. I don't know if what I'm hearing is the truth. 
Again, we have this new variant that's oddly named after my mom that we are seeing an uptick in, in, in cases. Now, we're not hearing anything like we were talking about in 2020. We're, we're not hearing that these cases are, are bad. They're not life-threatening. It's, a, it's obviously a weaker strain. But are you noticing more people wearing masks? I am. It's, it's not a whole lot, but I am seeing it. Uh, I'm seeing more people in retail situations who are employees of places wearing masks. Uh, you know, it's kind of depressing. My wife and I went to gyms uh, on, on uh, well, I guess it was Saturday. Went to Jim's Diner to uh, to have lunch. We, we love going to Jim's. Hadn't been there in probably, you know, quite a number of years since COVID. And went and had lunch. Uh, and I, I, I took notice of the fact that, and this is true of most places, it's become so commonplace, maybe we don't notice it at this point. But, you know, when you're in a booth at Jim's now, you got a big plexiglass wall separating you and the per- people next to you. And I was kind of bemoaning that fact. I was like, yeah, it kind of sucks. I love going to a restaurant and kind of looking at people and doing a little people watching. And you can't do it anymore. We're all, we're all, we all have these weird, foggy plexiglass walls between us. My wife was like, well, that's life in these United, United States in the year 2023. It's the fact of life now. We, we have stuff hung over from COVID that has become so commonplace we don't even freaking notice it anymore. Like the little the little plexiglass walls everywhere. I'm not a fan of this, of the reaction to COVID. And I'm not a fan of how we had to live during that time. Uh, much of which was bullcrap, uh, frankly, as far as what was safe and what wasn't safe. And so if there's another round coming, you know, I, I, I you know, I, where's my mind? Where's your mind? How are you going to deal with it? Let's say uh, these lockdowns begin again. You got to start, go back to working at home. Some of you maybe never left home. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm not bothered by it, and I'll tell you why. Because I did not have a healthy and good time the last time we went through COVID. It was a pretty bad chapter in my life for a number of different reasons most of you already know what i'm talking about uh where i am now i i think how you go into stuff it, it, I, more than ever in my life i'm convinced that attitude is everything whatever is going on in your mind will determine uh, how you deal with stuff in your life and i can tell you right now i don't give two craps about covid i'm not afraid of it uh, I'm not nervous about it. It doesn't beset my mind. But then I'm 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 in a much different place than I was in, you know, <laughs> at the onset of COVID in the first go around. I was a messed up dude. I had a lot of issues going on. Right now, I don't care. I refuse to let it occupy my mind. So if it comes down to it that I got to put a freaking mask on to go see a doctor again, I will put the freaking mask on. If if I have to put a freaking mask on to go get the crap I need from HEB, I'll put a freaking mask on. I'll yank it off as soon as I get out of there. I'm not going to let it occupy my mind one way or the other. It's almost uh, like I have a not-my-monkey-not-my-circus attitude going into it. In other words, I'm not going to be pissed off if I have to wear a mask. I'm not going to be pissed off not wearing a mask. I'm just going to refuse to be pissed off. <laughs> it's kind of my philosophy if we have to go through it again. Nothing bothers me anymore, especially after the past five years. Nothing bothers me because I don't, I don't let it bother me. Let's think of driving in here listening to some of the COVID stuff because it, it could very well. We could be coming up on another round and have to live differently again. I've just gotten to the point where I have two columns, the important column and the bullcrap column, and 99% of everything goes in the bullcrap column. <laughs> You know, so I don't care. Whatever. Whatever, man. But it, 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 I'm certainly not going to be shocked if one aspect of another round of COVID is, well, we got to have stay-at-home voting, and, well, we got to do something about the vote. Can't have people going to the polling sites. Why wouldn't they? It worked before. 210-599-5555. Very quickly, Jay, how you doing? Or TJ, I'm sorry, yeah. TJ. Good morning. I'm sorry to keep calling you guys. Oh, that's all right. We we need a more realistic name for the COVID strand. 
I, I was thinking like COVID twenty twenty four make America vote by mail again. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. Thank you. Let's go to Jay real quick. Jay, how you doing? Very quickly. I'm good. How are you, brother? Pretty Trey? good. Pretty good. I'm Sean. I'm the Sean. other one. Sorry, Sean. That's all right. We're hey, interchangeable. Man, I, I, I'm with you. I'm I'm with you on, on this COVID thing. I think it's a big psyop again, man. I, you know, I, and you know, I, I'm with you. Ninety nine percent of everything that's going on right now, I put it in the BS column. Yep. It's just, it's just, you know. Uh, it's called been, you it's know, called protecting time, your mental health, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First time, first time, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. Right. I'm not going to fall for it anymore. Right. It's over. And about the poet laureate thing. Been oh, I, I don't want to get off in the poet thing because I haven't really brought that up today. But we'll, uh, maybe later with the show. I appreciate the call. I think that they are smart. Knowledge. I learn things. They're entertaining, informative. Is power. Get some news. We get a lot of our news. That's where I get my news. News and information. Power up. That's where I get my news. On News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Talk about trannies coming up at 10.05. Got the tranny report coming up at 10.05 there. Uh, got got a, a day without trannies in, in the news. It's like a day without sunshine, right? But, I, I you know, I, something else that's been on my mind this morning. You know, I'm, I, I, this may come as a shock to some of you who are new to this show, but Holy crap, I can't stand Paul McCartney. I just can't. I can't freaking stand him, man. Highly freaking overrated. Okay, Paul freaking McCartney. Why don't you shut up about yourself just for five minutes, man? Paul freaking McCartney. Dolly Parton, who, whom I adore. And I'm actually wearing a Dolly, my Dolly Parton t-shirt today. It wasn't planned. I get dressed in the freaking dark. I just grab a shirt. But I am wearing my Dolly Parton t-shirt. And there's a Dolly Parton story that is out there today because she dropped uh, a cut off of uh, her forthcoming rock and roll record called Rockstar, which is coming out in November. She decided to do a rock and roll record after she was after she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it, it, it looks really good. I mean, it's Dolly freaking Parton. Who doesn't love Dolly? I love Dolly, but she she plays. She does a version of Let It Be. And she tweets, you know, a thank you to, because Paul and Ringo were there. Paul and Ringo, Paul's playing piano and singing back up. Ringo's doing that Ringo Starr thing on the drums. It's a pretty good lineup. They got Peter Frampton doing lead guitar. Mick Fleetwood doing additional percussion. And so she thanked them in a post. And, and McCartney, freaking McCartney James responds, Thanks, Dolly, for doing my song. I love your version. It's the worst Paul McCartney accent I've ever done. <laughs> Thanks, Dolly, for doing my song. Hey, hey, Paul, did you forget about the other three dudes who are in the studio when you cut your freaking song? Ah, he's so into himself. I can't stand him. It's I think I mean, it's... he's just he's just so he just so he just Paul he's so Paul McCartney. I can't stand him. I'm Paul McCartney. Look how freaking cute I am. You know. Thanks for doing my song. This is why George hated his guts, man. What? Well, he did write the song. It's Lennon, a great song. Lennon didn't help write it. I know, of it. but but he's taking complete ownership of it. Well, he's, and that pisses me off. The it other guys me. aren't here to say anything. I don't care. It's annoying as he's got one of them left. Yeah, but Ringo didn't do squat. Ringo didn't do nothing. I know, but still, <laughs> thanks for doing my song, Sean. Blank, Paul McCartney. What? When you write a book about poetry, is it your book? I would never write a book about poetry. Okay, a book of I poetry. Write, Sorry. It's my Sorry. book. It's exact my, thing. Mind your words. It's my book. Bo- it's my book of poetry. <laughs> Freaking John Lennon wasn't, you know, uh, following me up with the white out there. I'm just saying. I'm just making the a point. The Beatles created Let It, it Well, when they were a band, all John Lennon, all of them were very. If you look at the old interviews, oh yeah, that was our song. Yeah, we did a good job on that. Whether it was a Lennon song or McCartney song, Lennon and Harrison are dead now. It's oh, thanks for doing my song. Let it be. <laughs> Can't stand freaking Paul McCartney. 
Just for you, I'm going to crank silly little love songs on the way. No, home. you know what? Don't eat. Man, there's, I'll call <laughs> HR. That's abuse. Well, I, I just I, I was never that? a McCartney fan. Yeah. Let it, I mean, Penny Lane. <laughs> exactly. Penny freaking Lane. My ass, man. I was I was a Lennon and Harrison guy, mostly a George Harrison guy. I, I love I love George Harrison, but I thought I still think if you take John Lennon next to Paul McCartney, don't I think, you, don't you I think say McCartney's it. the hit writer. Uh, well, he might be the hit writer. That's what matters. I would just add an S to it. Okay, I would add an add an S, <laughs> S to the word hits plural. See, yeah, secretly, secretly, Paul McCartney hated John Lennon because John oh, Lennon was so that. cool stop and he just that. didn't care. And Paul McCartney cared. He was so vain. He just couldn't stand yeah, John I Lennon. I agree with that. I agree with that. Because John Lennon would call him a, you know, a butt face or whatever, you know, <laughs> didn't care. And, and Harrison would just get bitchy with him. But you don't think I'll play whatever you want or I won't, I won't play anything at all. Won't you shut up, Paul? Leave me alone. <laughs> Um, you know, but I'm just saying, it's like Paul McCartney. It's like, is it a big deal to even play with that guy at this point? He's played with everybody. He gets passed around all the time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who hasn't played a duet with freaking McCartney at this point? You. He's a slut. (laughs) Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? What's new and exciting? The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. In tranny news, got to have the tranny update. First off, Kid Rock was seen, I guess, I didn't know this, but at his own bar uh, in Nashville drinking a Bud Light. Does that mean the boycott's officially over? Or are they just out of every other beer? I don't know. It was a TMZ reported it. It was a big story. I... I I don't know. I I don't know. I don't drink Bud Light. I don't drink any beer at all at this point, so I don't really give a crap either way. Uh, but the, the the trans thing is is real, and it's here to stay for a little while. And uh, I I we were talking about this on Where and Rhyme. Trey brought up a, a, a person uh, who I guess just voiced an opinion. Uh, was it online or in, in some regard? I tried to find the story myself. Telling, saying that it's wrong to, you know, bring this gender crap into the worlds of 10-year-olds. And I, I've said for a long time, you know, if you look at national polls concerning issues and where people are on most issues, most Americans, at least they were, I don't know if this is so true now, but most Americans tend to be fairly moderate uh, in their beliefs. And as long as you're, uh, you know, not uh, harsh in my buzz, you know, I don't care what you do. And I, I've said this for a while. Most people, it, it, before, you know, first off, the women's sports thing, and I got a story about that out of Canada coming up. Uh, when it comes to dudes competing against women in sports, they're against that. And they sure as hell are against you indoctrinating 9- and 10-year-olds into this gender crap and teaching this fluid idea of gender to little kids, A, because it's not scientific, at all, B, it has no place in things like math class. I think it was a math class maybe he was talking about. Was It was a teacher uh, brought this up in a math class, I guess, and they, they ended up firing her or what have you. You know, it, 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 dragging the kids into it turns off most people because it's freaking child abuse. You're talking about little kids. And uh, most people, I believe, are live and let live until, again, you start hurting other people with whatever it is, whatever the trip is that you're on. And either pharmacologically or actually, you know, doing things to little kids and allowing themselves to consent to doing things to themselves biologically and physically that they cannot undo is freaking awful. The drag queen shows with little kids are freaking awful. The the uh, Taking some kid who's a pre-adolescent or maybe in full-blown adolescence who's already got some issues and telling him it's because you're trapped in somebody else's body is madness. But you know what? It's becoming a cult. It, Trey's right on that. It, it, is, it is having, it is growing or evolving into a kind of ideological cult. 
And I always kind of knew that we were going to reach a point in this country if we sort of kept you know driving down Orwell Lane there that at some point we we're going to get to this place where how you answer a certain question is going to determine how you're able to live in society. Now, there are litmus test questions for a lot of folks like the border, like uh, the economy, like uh, the race, race big time with uh, Black Lives Matter and all that happy crap and everything's racism and you're privileged and you're a victim and you're an oppressor. Uh, climate change is another big one. How you, what your thoughts are on climate change. But man, who could have seen the tranny thing coming? How you answer that crap is becoming increasingly, frankly, dangerous to your life. Whether, you know, you, you get the target on your back because you believe there's only two biological genders, which there are. There's really no way around that. It's not contextual. It's not subjective. We have two biological genders. That's just the way it is, man. And it's unfortunate because most people would, I think, would most Americans in in normal times, shall we say, if you said to them, hey, I want to live like the opposite gender. Hey, knock yourself out. (laughs) Whatever makes you happy, man. Oh, no, no, no. I want your nine-year-old kid to start living as the opposite gender. Oh, and and by the way, uh, I am the actual opposite gender. If I say I'm a woman and I'm a hairy-ass dude, I actually am one. And if you don't agree that I am an actual freaking woman, then you suck. You're a hater. You're an oppressor. You need to go away. You need to get your ass fired. You need to get rooted out of society. Who'd have thunk that that's what it would be? Remember the old uh, Monty Python movie, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where they have the the bridge of destiny or the bridge of death or whatever it is, and there's an old man who stands at the edge of the bridge, and you have to answer three questions and get them correct, or you are you're flung into the abyss or whatever the hell. We, we've become that in America. You can't cross the bridge, baby, until you... Answer how you feel about transgenderism and binary genders. And how you answer could come back to bite you on the ass. And the fact is, there's only one truth of it. There are two biological genders. And if you are living as the opposite gender, you're not actually the opposite gender. You're someone living that way. There is nothing more true than that. It's not conjecture. Okay, it, it's not uh, context. It's not interpretation. You are either a physical male or a physical female. It's reality. But now we have reached this point where if, if you don't accept the lie and don't, not only do you not, you, you know, maybe you don't believe it. I don't think many people really actually do believe it down deep inside themselves. Trey mentioned that earlier, and I, I completely agree. I think a lot of people who are on this trip don't really actually believe it themselves. But it's the orthodoxy, and that's what you have to go with. Now, for the trans community itself, I, you know, and, and frankly, yeah, for child abusers, there's a whole lot of win-win here, man. You get to groom little kids, indoctrinate them into your way of lifestyle, normalize uh, a lot of this weird crap, and, and much of it not scientific at all. But for political forces, what do you end up doing? For people who are politically motivated... What is the Benny? What's the payoff for raising young kids into adults who uh, are indoctrinated into the idea that gender is fluid and subjective? You normalize them to the idea of believing absolutely what they're told, even if it flies in the face of reality. You are normalizing a generation to accept everything they're told without question. And that's the Orwellian nightmare. I think it's an Orwell uh, where it's, you know, how many fingers am I holding up? And uh, dude's holding up two fingers. No, I'm holding up three fingers. Why? Because I told you I am. It doesn't matter what you see. That's where the tranny trip is going. And unfortunately, as I'm learning, a lot of tranny folks are on this train. I mean, I basically had a guy call me a flat earther over the weekend because I don't think the word cisgender is an actual word. I, I merely 
questioned and was mildly critical of the word cisgender, which absolutely had nothing to do with what we were talking about anyway. But if you don't, <laughs> silence is violence. You, you, it's no longer you can sit back and go, oh, I don't care what y'all do, whatever. I, I'm keeping my kid away from this crap, and I'm staying the hell away from you, whatever. You know, it's, that's on you. You, you, can, you no longer have that option. Really. Some people, are their lives are being destroyed based upon how they answer the question, do you believe there are more than two genders? It's ridiculous. It's beyond stupid, but that's where we are. You have a, a trans power lifter in Canada, in Canada. Canadian transgender power lifter Anne Andres, or Andres, or whatever, is a dude. <laughs> it's a dude. Well, that dude named Anne. Uh, has broken the uh, women's uh, power lifting unequipped championship record. The dude lifts on average uh, whatever a kilom- uh, kilogram is. To- what is it? Um, he did uh, 200 kilograms. 200 kilograms That's more than his closest competitor. 440 pounds so more. So this guy <laughs> is lifting. This dude wearing freaking lipstick is lifting. Roughly around 400 pounds more than his closest female powerlifting competitor. Yes. But it's all fair, right? They had a bunch of the female contestants drop out when they found out he was going to be in the competition. They're like, no, it's, it's pointless. You're wasting my time. You are. This is absurd. The tranny trip is absurd, man. But you know what? If you like the wrong Facebook post, if you say the wrong thing on social media, if you utter the wrong opinion, the unaccepted opinion around the freaking water cooler, your ass might get fired. Because you know what? A lot of companies are backing this stuff because why? They don't want the hassle. They don't want the lawsuits. They don't want HR involved. It's easier just to cut you loose than to fight the battle, if you will, for the freaking truth. And it's the freaking truth. There are only two freaking genders. And increasingly, I also am of the mind that the whole trans trip is really a form of mental illness. I make the distinction between straight people and gay people because this really isn't a gay thing. It really sort of isn't. This is something other. This is something beyond the gay community. You know why? Gay people know they're gay. As I know I'm straight, gay people, throughout the course of my adult life, my entire life, I've never met a gay person who wasn't fully aware that they were freaking gay. No less or more than I'm aware of the fact that I'm straight. Trans is something other, especially when we start layering on top of it all of these other configurations like freaking two-spirit and, you know, I'm a geranium and uh, whatever. You know, it is bizarre and it's stupid, but you know what? Where you are on that side of the debate, on which side of the debate, could determine how you're able to live in this country. And I think this crap's going to get worse. So, you know, stand up for the truth, man. 210, yeah, how, how do you, how does this guy look himself in the mirror? Do you honestly feel like a champion? Do you, if you are unfairly competing against women in women's sports and you're a hairy-ass dude, I guess all the money you win and all the trophies and all the adulation, as long as you get that, it doesn't really matter if you cheated, huh? long as you get the selfie. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break at Sean Rima on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. New Stock 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. We got Groove Dog on line one. Let's talk to Groove Dog. Hey, Groove Dog, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, and yourself? Another day in showbiz, man. What are you thinking? Well, I just want to give you a little story here, kind of about what you were talking about. I recently got a job where we sell a lot of shoes, and they, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this word, but... If it was in Holland and it had a hole in it, you'd put your thumb in there. Uh, came walking in. Did, did it make any sense? No. I'm not understanding. 
You're, you're uh, selling okay. shoes, and you sell. What are you selling? A weird kind of shoe? What? No, I'm selling shoes, and a uh, thespian walks in there. A lesbian walks in. Yeah, but she's like one of the more uh, dude-like. She's a very dude-like lesbian. Yes. Okay. And uh, so she wanted some work boots, and uh, our work boots start off with ladies. So this was very scary. So I pointed it out to her and said, they just go on from there, and I ran away. Because <laughs> I didn't know if she wanted women's boots. Oh, women's well, boots. yeah. I mean, we're in these. We're, you, look, what do you do? Are you pissing her off if you say, it's in, here's the ladies' section work, book, work boots, or... How would you know? Then you don't boss, know these days. Then my boss wanted to know why they ran the hell out of there. And I said, look at her. And I, she said, look at her. <laughs> she, just, she just nodded her head because I understand. So, well, but you know, I mean, look, have you? I know that I've experienced this where I've dealt with, let's say, somebody behind a counter at a store or something. And you can't really tell if they're a dude or a non-dude or, a, you know, a dude or a woman. And so, and what do I say? What if if I accidentally say "dude"? You know, am I going to get, you know, smacked? Is something bad going to happen? Am I going to they going to call security on me? Sometimes you'd like to have that argument just as a point of you know contention, but I mean, sometimes you don't have time to make that argument. No, you're right. But what do I do? What do I do? You, you're right. I got to run. Man. No, you're right. I mean, I've I've dealt with cashiers where I couldn't tell what they were going for. So, you know, because I, I say dude a lot. I don't know if you picked up on that. I use the word dude quite often, largely in reference to dudes. So, you know, I'm just saying, we're the point being, we're all going to end up in that situation one way or the other at some point, man. Whether it's someone you're, you're interacting with at work, whether it's a work policy, we don't have that here, but I'm just saying we, there's a lot of people who suddenly have, you know, policies they have to deal with regarding gender and references and how you talk about people. Hell, people have lost their job just liking a post on social media. So, you know, I, I, yeah, is it a litmus test? Is this something that's going to define where you where you are in society or, or whether you're targeted by people or not? Yeah, it is. It's already here. Again, is it stupid? Absolutely it's stupid. Does it make, make it any less real? Now, here, here's a story. I want to go back to straight people for a second here. And we have a... Oh, and I, that's the other thing I get sick of. There's just gay people everywhere. If you notice that, like, you know, I got nothing against gay people. But if you notice, like, in every commercial now, you got to have at least two old dudes kissing. You know what I mean? Or two black lesbians snuggling up. Have you noticed that everywhere you look? Just putting it out there. I'm gayed out, man. All right. Um, so back to straight people. We have a guy who is a golfer, and it's, I'm not into golf. I, don't, I personally don't golf. Uh, it's, I did the miniature golf thing, and that's all about getting the little ball into the mermaid's navel, and I, I was pretty good at that. But as far as actually playing golf, I've never had an interest in it. I've never played a game of golf in my life, but I know it's a big deal to a lot of people. And we have a guy showed up on a social media post. Uh, it wasn't am I the a-hole. It was, uh, what the hell was it? Uh, it doesn't matter. It was, it's, a, it's a thing on a, on a website or a social media platform where a guy is explaining a situation. He's golfing with his buds, and he gets a hole-in-one. Now, I don't know a lot about golf, but I do know that getting a tiny-ass little ball into a tiny hole when you're standing way the hell over there is not an easy thing to do. Right. Would you guys agree it's fairly rare? For yeah. somebody to get a hole in one, quite. You don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who's gotten more than three in their lifetime. In their, in their lifetime, yes. So my man here, whose name is Greg Gable, I think. His wife's name is Elizabeth. He gets. He's out with his dudes. He gets a hole in one. He takes the picture. Now, there's. A, I guess there's a standard picture that when you get a hole in one. You get down on one knee by the hole, right? Eh, it doesn't matter. Stand by the mm, cup. Yeah. I've never you, hit one, pe- so I don't know. <laughs> but, well, but people yeah. would know what it was. Like if, his, if he's if a golfer, his yeah. wife yeah. would know. If right. you're holding the ball and you're standing by the cup, and right. everyone's like, "Oh, you got a hole in one." So, dude, sent texts her that picture of him after he just got his hole in one. Arguably, one of the best moments of this man's life. Right? It's his shining moment. 
What does she respond with? Okay. Did you throw away the ramen? Oh. Girls wanted ramen noodles. <laughs> I think a divorce attorney just got a phone call. Talk about instant flaccidity. I'm just saying that's, I mean, you know, t- t- <laughs> oh, wow. just saying, uh. you know, did you throw away the, yeah, nice all in one. Did you throw away the ramen? <laughs> the Dude, ramen. you might as well hand them over to her. Just let her <laughs> keep them in a box, man. Is that not, James, this is why James doesn't get married again, because this is like the most deflating yeah. thing you could possibly hear from somebody. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, that's. Did you throw away the ramen? Who <laughs> throws away ramen? With me, it'll be, how come you didn't refill more, you know, put more uh, uh, Cokes in the fridge? There's no cold Cokes. Why didn't you put any more Big Reds in the fridge? Babe, I got a Marconi, the biggest prestigious hey, radio award. I just want a Pulitzer, baby. <laughs> Well, I wanted the big red, and they're all warm now. I had to get them out of the pantry. Well, my wife would ask me if I brought home potting soil. Where's the potting soil, Christian? With the accent, though. What's that? <laughs> With the Spanish accent. Where's the potting soil, Mr. Don Rather, <laughs> journalist, news guy? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Where's your Ed Pulitzer, Schmulitzer? Did you, <laughs> we're out of kitchen bags. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's like, that's like a perfectly like married dude dude thing you'd have to deal with just well, saying he ain't gonna be married much longer that's the beginning of the end you think the chick with the private plane wanting to hook up with her brazilian boyfriend was bad did you throw away their ramen what are we going to eat <laughs> listen nicholas what are we going to eat i'm sorry i was trying to be golf specific but it didn't work out quite that well info at your beck and call the stunning developments stay tuned for updates just tell your smart device to play ktsa and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. My wife and I were just texting each other about COVID. Again, we have a new variant. Uh, there's a slight uptick in cases. Not not a whole lot. And even the cases that uh, we're seeing are not symptomatically uh, bad. Uh, but we, I guess we are seeing uh, in Canada some rumblings about mask mandates. We got a hospital hospital in New York, in Auburn, New York, that is uh, restoring its universal mask mandate. N- not long, apparently, after they had just gotten rid of it. So I I, I don't know what's coming. I I I will tell you, and I, I don't know how you're if you're freaking out about it or not. Give me a call two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It is kind of weird for me personally that the new variant is, is has the same. It's called Iris. My mom's name was Iris. They have named the new variant after the Greek goddess of discord. <laughs> so, which my mom sort of was. So it's you know it's like oh, she's still coming at me. I'm just you know. But that having been said, talking about it in a, in a, in a serious way, it, first off, it wouldn't shock me given that we're coming up on a very intense political season, which basically kicks off this Wednesday night in, in Milwaukee with the first GOP debate. I mean, we're hot and heavy into election season from here on out. And I, I don't know how you're feeling, but I, I'm, I'm looking at it this way. Anything's possible. Uh, you got one side of things, and look, uh, uh, the swamp in general, that do not want Donald Trump being in office again. And I think they're capable of doing anything to prevent Donald Trump from getting into office again. Uh, certainly including uh, an uptick in COVID, which I still believe was intentionally released on the world to achieve political and economic things. Uh, out of China. Uh, so I, would I put it past uh, more COVID lockdown? I mean, my wife was le- uh, just texted me. She was reading an article on Twitter that uh, here in this country they're talking about mandatory mask up, uh, m- mandatory mask wearing uh, stuff by mid mid September into October. Lockdowns for December. Well, yeah, uh, from an elector. From a political standpoint, that would make sense if you want to affect the the election. What did we have during COVID? We had state election laws being rewritten by local judges out of a concern for COVID. Well, we can't have people going to the to the ballots to the polling places. 
It worked. <laughs> you know, I believe it worked, apart from everything else he did. They're now trying to put Donald Trump in, in jail because he had a few questions about the validity of the election. So, sure, why not? Another round of COVID. But how are you going to deal with it this time if it comes to pass? The Ufta Busta. The, my, my mom was a Norwegian <laughs> hobbit who was the most stubborn, obstinate woman ever that God ever put on planet Earth. And James and I were talking, since she's named, the new variant is named after my mom, we need an Ufta Busta. <laughs> Fauci. We're, we're inviting people to go get the Ufta Booster, as we're calling it after Sean's mom. The Ufta Booster. Hey, man, you know, it will be just like my mom. <laughs> I'm going to have one more go at you. I'm just saying, are, are you gonna? What are you gonna do if we have to go through this COVID bullcrap again? I mean, I, I told you a little while ago. I think I was on Warren Ryman when I said it. I refuse to let it bother me one way or the other. You know, I mean, it, 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 I think we're we, a lot of us were taken by surprise the first time out, and a lot of the stuff that they, uh, the restrictions they put into place, almost immediately. A lot of us just kind of went with, you know, it was, what the hell's going on? Nobody knew. Uh, the, going into it this time, I'm a completely different person, and I refuse to let this crap bother me in any way, shape, or form. And I'm sorry, that this may seem as a weakness to some people, but that means, you know what, if i got to wear the freaking mask at the doctor's appointment, I'll wear the freaking mask. I don't care either way. But I, I am very suspicious of the timing. Here's Eleanor. Eleanor, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. You scare me, Sean. I scare you. You, you, have, you had the same feeling that I had. Here we go again. It's mm. election time. And, you know, they're going to use that also. Oh, you but know they will. They're I not mean... jabbing me no more. I wasn't afraid of it the first time. But I took it because my husband was sick. But right. he died after oh, his no. last booster shot. Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. 73 years old. Mm. He got, and nobody, I told my doctor, I'm not a fan of doctors. <laughs> I told her, nobody's going to convince me that it didn't kill him because he was fine. He got a shot mm. on November 29th and died New Year's Day. Oh, my. I'm so sorry and to hear God that. God has a sense of humor, though, because he hated his birthday, February 14th. He didn't like holidays. I said, well, the joke's on you. <laughs> well, I think the joke's on me, too, with him naming the, the new variant after my mom. It's a little weird. Oh, and gosh, <laughs> I don't think she could have been as stubborn as my mother. She was a Dutchman. Oh, uh, well, you know, Dutch, Norwegian, Swedish. <laughs> I, they're all stubborn even, chicks, man. Yep, I, I'm stubborn not even worried gnomes. about it. No, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to worry about it either. I, I, well, I mean, you know, and I appreciate the call. It, people, it's got to be such a political identifier. I mean, there are people who never stopped wearing the mask because it says something about me. I'm wearing a mask. I'm saving lives. You're not wearing a mask. Would Jesus not wear a mask? You're a horrible person. And so people began identifying who they are politically by whether or not they wore a freaking mask, which is also, very, very stupid. <laughs> so we'll see. I don't know, man. I, ho I hope it doesn't come to that. But again, going into this election season, I, anything's freaking possible. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Trying to take it somewhat easy today because things are about to get busy. Things are about to get really, really busy with the political season. First GOP debate is uh, Wednesday night uh, out of Milwaukee. Martha McCallum and Brett Baer will be uh, moderating on the Fox News. Trump has uh, repeatedly said he's not going. His last statement was yesterday afternoon on truth, whatever the hell it is he's on. Truth social, tr is that what it's called? Yes, truth. I've never been on it. Truth serum. Truth serum. <laughs> I don't know. Truth cereal, you know. I, I don't know. I, 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 my wife is now pushing me to get on X or Twitter. I thought about doing it and reestablishing my account now that it's X. 
she says, you know, if you really want to have an impact, you know, whether it's with the radio thing or the poetry thing, that you can get a bigger audience on Twitter or X than you can on Facebook. But I'm an old fart, and all my old friends are on Facebook. I'm I'm reluctant to change. But she's talking me, and I may do it. <laughs> I don't know. Is this going to go back to the little cans of beans, Sean? Well, I just that my, it might this might be our <laughs> next little cans be of bean controversy. I just wanted a little can of beans. I just want to be on Facebook, baby. What's right? It's all my friends are on Facebook. I just want to be on Facebook. I don't want millions of followers. It's too much work. But she's talking to me about she's she's hitting me up on it more and more. So I don't know, but you know, but so anyway, he said on Truth, whatever the hell it is, that he's not going to be at the debate Wednesday night. But Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy, I think is how you say it now. It's not Vivek. It's we Vivek? were saying Vivek. I think it's Vivek now. Oh damn it! Uh, Mike Pence, that big fat plate of lasagna, Chris Christie. You just can't say his name without making a fat joke. I don't give a crap who's offended by that. Okay, eat. You know what, uh, Chris? Just eat nothing but plant-based stuff for a little while, and you'll lose weight. Okay, that's what worked for me. Doug Burgum, who? Uh, <laughs> oh, you were talking about young. Uh, you weren't. You weren't talking about Burgum. Burgum himself also looks like something you'd see on the Discovery Channel every now and again. He, so he has enough money and enough of the qualifications, or did he just sign the pledge? Who cares? He's the North. He's the governor of North Dakota. If you ain't Christy, know him in the South. Nobody cares. I might be hungover. Doug Burgum, who cares? Thursday, I might be hungover. You might be. I'm going to do a drinking game. Every time someone says Trump's name, I'm going to do a shot. You'll be trashed in 11 <laughs> minutes. You'll be in blackout stage before the third question, dude. Oh, and Asa Hutchinson, Francis Suarez... Perry John. Most people don't even, I don't even know who these people are anymore. At Is this Suarez point. the mayor of Miami? Uh, mayor of, uh, yeah, Miami. Yeah. Francis Suarez, mayor of Miami. Michigan businessman Perry Johnson. And who cares about any of them? I mean, Ramaswamy is the only thing, only one that's kind of interesting to me at this point. Yeah. I always liked Tim Scott. You know, just because he's a black guy. You know, I mean, I, I'm just. What a bland bunch! What a bland cast of characters. And Chris, I, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a, a, a prediction. The most annoying person on the stage will, in fact, be Chris Christie. He'll just be annoying. Pence will be boring as snot, slow moving snot. Okay, nobody cares about the rest of them. Vivek's going to be the one that's you know it, he's right. He, he changed his tune-up on Trump being there or not being there. Now he's before he was going to be a, he's a coward if he doesn't show up. Now Ramaswamy's like, oh, I'm fine if he doesn't show up. I'm I'm introducing myself to the American people. Ramaswamy is getting really really interesting. Uh, in fact, James, you and I were talking about that last week. I think yeah. he's an interesting dude. He's he's made his own money. He's a free market guy. Yeah, he's very educated. He actually is extremely literate. Yeah, you can tell by the way he argues his point on stuff. And I think he can read the room because remember when he first came out, he was talking fast, fast, fast. Car yeah. salesman, oh, yeah, yeah. boom, and he has tempered it. He has. You're right. He slowed it down a bit. He, he, I really am a fan of him. Uh, just in general, in the long term scheme of politics. Yeah, I mean, if he can stay clean and keep his nose out of the swamp then uh, I'm, I'm down with him. Well, and he's got, he, he's like a very literate version of Donald Trump. He's the same kind of guy. He's made his own money, doesn't owe anybody anything. He's a free market guy. He's coming, the rest of them, though, aren't making, uh, it's, it's a fart in a vacuum. Chris Christie? Who gives a crap about Chris Christie beyond Chris Christie? And Stouffer's. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Chris Christie does not throw out the ramen. Guaranteed. He's no, got plenty he of ramen. he sops it up, man. You know what? If you don't want people making fat jokes and lose some freaking weight, dude, okay? It's possible. Or just own it. You know what I mean? If, if, if This whole body ableist th- or, you know, body image thing we got going on right now. If you're fat and you love being fat, then own it and be fat and be happy, Okay. You're going to die someday because of something, you know, being fat. It's going to kill you. But, you know, don't don't try. Christy tries to ride the line, you know what I mean, on, on being offended by fat jokes, but then sort of owning the fat jokes. 
Be somebody, dude. Just be some. Be one or the other, man. But I bet you Chris Christie is going to be the one who sucks all the air out of the room. I, I think I think Ramaswamy is going to play it smooth. Mike Pence will be boring as hell because he is. He's just boring. And isn't it funny? I, I saw uh, Bill Barr on Fox over the weekend. He's another one who can't shut up about how awful Trump is. It's wonderful. It's interesting how all of these people that worked with Donald Trump during his presidency, it wasn't until after he got out of office that they started talking crap about him. Mike Pence suddenly, oh, I didn't agree with the way he handled January 6th or the election. All he did was ask you to maybe possibly utilize your responsibility as a vice president to essentially codify the election. He said he had some questions. Mike Pence certainly could have said, okay, let's hold off for a minute until we uh, find out, uh, let's answer these questions. They're out of these states. But I, I don't approve of the way Donald Trump, Bill Barr, oh, I didn't approve of the president on this and that and that and this, where you were kissing his ass on everything else. So I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting week. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Christian Blood, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. <laughs>